This is your midweek encouragement for September 28th, 2022. I'm Pastor Dan, and it's Wednesday again. Here we go. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19 says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Isaiah 43, 19. I'm conflicted today because of tension between upbeat and troubled feelings. I'm happy because we, the Shiloh family, have reached a place in our journey where we can see a bright new season of preparing and planting for the Lord's harvest. My hopes stem from faith in Christ to revive the hearts of his people and open the eyes of those who don't yet know him. My fears stem from many years of experience with church folk and a keen interest in society and geopolitics. The famous introductory words of Charles Dickens' classic, A Tale of Two Cities, seem to apply to our times. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom, and it was the age of foolishness. It was the epoch of belief. It was the epoch of incredulity. It was the season of light. It was the season of darkness. It was the spring of hope. It was the winter of despair. Pandemic politics, economy, church attender losses, war in Europe, liberals, progressives, conservatives, traditionalists, disaffiliation and all its fallout, hurricanes, supply chain issues, poverty, Russia, China, North Korea, Iran, and winter is still coming. Seems like the worst of times, doesn't it? Another literary source Game of Thrones by George R.R. R. Martin fancifully but accurately presents a world like ours, wherein worldly ambitions, fleshly indulgence, and fearful supernatural forces crowd together in subtle and overt battles for supremacy, all while the inevitable long, dark winter draws near. When is upheaval and chaos ever the best of times? Well, for example, after the hurricane, rescuers will seek those who suffer and the government will do some things that we're actually glad to help pay for. Communities will unite for a common good, if only briefly. It turns out that the worst of times often brings out the best in people. It turns out that troubled seasons make it easier to see who the givers and the takers are. When circumstances threaten their interests, the takers abandon others and retreat. Givers adapt and strive to relieve suffering and end chaos. It's as basic as it gets. One can either be egocentric or others-oriented. Ironically, one can do good works for others and still be egocentric. The Bible calls us to be God-oriented, which leads to other others orientation for his sake so when the worst of times come it's more important than ever to be god oriented rooted in god's word and united with like-minded christian believers it should it surprise us when hard times highlight selfishness childishness 
and general wickedness in some people? What if such seasons turn out to be defining moments that show us what matters most? And what if they show what matters most to us and others? All of Jesus' apostles, even Judas, experienced it. Therefore, they lost friends and family of worldly security and eventually their lives because of what mattered the most to them. Why shouldn't we, Jesus' disciples, expect the same? Fear suppressed by faith, self-interest abandoned to Christ's motives, and eternal perspective changes our priorities and frees us to join the Lord in whatever he's doing, whatever the circumstances. I've heard that many Shiloh folks want all the talk of disaffiliation to stop so we can get back to church again. I understand the sentiment because I too am weary from the struggles. However, I fear that getting back to church means something I'd rather not go back to. If it's about personal interests, tastes, and comforts, we should not go back to it. If it's a call to stop talking about denominational politics, I'm right there with you. Let's get busy then, being the best of Christ's people, whatever the times seem like. Let's never again come to worship so we can get what we want or receive services we feel entitled to. Worship is, after all, about the Lord and serving all that He is entitled to. When we are not adoring, praising, and submitting to Christ, let us be sources of grace and mercy to those for whom He suffered. Let us dedicate our whole lives worshiping and serving Christ, our King, doing all the good we can by all the means at our disposal so that people who don't know him might meet Christ through us. Mm-hmm.